doing well. Welcome, welcome, welcome to DrBoysTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. And uh, today I'm going to tell you, I'm a little bit sad. I know it's the holidays and, and I don't want to bring anybody down, but this is something that really was next to my heart. It was something that I felt like the family needed to know about. Uh, and uh, you you might know the story. Uh, if you don't know the story, you need to know the story of Miss Robin Simpson. And Robin uh, is, a, is a mother and uh, she's a wife uh, who was... Uh, tragically killed, uh, and uh, in according to her daughter Essence, uh, she was stabbed many, 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 many times by her uh, her husband. And uh, and this, I don't know about anybody else, but I know a lot of you. Uh, I've told you about it. You're outraged by it, and uh, I just felt compelled to bring uh, Robin, uh, it, Robin's mother and her sister and her other sister uh, Michelle uh, into the platform to kind of talk about. Robin and who she was and uh, what we can do to help. And so uh, if everybody could, first of all, if you would like to help, please hit that thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe, share Robin's story. So before we begin, I'd like to ask uh, Miss Melena, Miss Addie, uh, how are you doing today? Hi, thank you for having us, uh, Dr. Watson. Um, we're, we're making it, uh, each day is a better day. Um, we're right now just trying hard to get the word out and try to work hard to get justice for my sister. Okay. And, uh, and also with, with Miss Addie and, uh, and Malena is uh, Michelle Martin. Uh, Michelle is, uh, was Robin's best friend and, uh, and also pretty much a member of the family. Uh, and, right. and a lot of you may know also Robin spoke at the 2019 All Black National Convention. So she's a member mm -hmm. of our family too. So we're all here as relatives. So I, I'd like to go to uh, Miss Addie. Um, I can't even begin to imagine how you must feel right now. Um, I'm not even going to ask a stupid question and, and disrupt that. I would just like to ask you, uh, how are you making it? Are you, are you okay? Well, I'm trying to be, um, what I've been doing the last couple of weeks is trying to give back to all the friends of Robbins that have gave, showed us a lot of attention. So I was making memorial shirts for them. And uh, it was keeping my mind off of everything because I was very, very angry. Because my daughter told us that she was going to stay in there until this guy got better. And then for him to do this, it just hurts. A lot of times I just sit numb. I, you know, I, I, I miss my daughter. I miss her a lot. And I know that her friends told me that she should have left, but she wasn't like that. She wanted to keep her family together. And um, this is my second loss. I lost my son in April. I'm still grieving over him. Mm -hmm. Now I have two, all by violence. Mm -hmm. so I'm, well, um, well. I don't know, I'm just trying to make it trying to stay strong for the family, but it's, it's very hard. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so let, uh, I'd like to go to you, Michelle. Um, Michelle, let, I, I'd like for you, if you could tell us who Robin was. I mean, you've known Robin since you were uh, six, six or seven years old. And so it was I say seven, she says six. Uh, Robin will always say it was six. I've known I've known Robin since the first grade. 
um, when I first moved here, moved to the United States, Robin was my first friend. And the, it's not interesting, it's crazy part about it was when I met Robin, I had just witnessed my mother being killed. I was seven and Robin was my friend. And she'd been my friend all through this, all through my life um, and my best friend. Robin was the sweetest human you could ever imagine. What I now have come to understand is that Robin was love in human form. There was not one person that Robin did not touch that did not in some way love her back. She had such a huge heart. And in her transitioning, in her passing, to understand the amount of people that loved Robin. So her funeral was so huge that we couldn't really find a regular church or anything to do it in. We had to do it at the Met in Philadelphia. And if anybody knows the Met, that's a really huge, it's an opera house. <laughs> because that's how many people loved Robin, right? That's how many people loved her. She was a light. She was pure love. She was hilarious. She was funny. Um, she was the best godmother my daughters ever had. They were so lucky to have her. Um, Robin was just everything. And to lose her so tragically, the way that that happened, um, it, it almost like just took a piece of me away, right? And it's so hard to even comprehend that another human who claimed that they loved her, that they he loved his daughter, would do su such a heinous crime, so horrific, what he did. His name is Boyce. Okay. So, so you're talking about Robin her husband. Uh, okay, mm -hmm. so, so you talk about her husband, Michael. And, uh, you know, so speaking on that, um, so so I, I know people like to use the word alleged and, and you know, when, when there's not a conviction. But uh, Robin had a daughter, Essence, or has a daughter, Essence, who's eight years old. And mm -hmm. Essence uh, says that it was her, her father that committed the crime, correct? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Essence was the eyewitness to this crime. Okay, so so it's not even really an alleged situation no. anymore. It's not a no. guilty, innocent. It was, proof it was never alleged. It never was alleged, right? And then for them, for Texas to charge him with aggravated assault on her, Essence said he tried to kill her. So she, he should be charged with attempted murder for Essence. Not mm. aggravated assault on essence. Mm. So that's another issue we gotta try to deal with with these police and and the DA and the charges because if she said out her mouth and she testified that he tried to kill her, that is a, that is not aggravated assault. No. Mm. Her dad tried to kill her, well, which she she said to the detective. Can I say something? When we first got to Houston, my granddaughter comes up to me and she says, Grandma, can I say something to you? And so she started telling me about how he took all these pills. Now, they're not even talking about that. This is the beginning. And after mm -hmm. he talk, took all these pills, she said he turned into a lunatic and started stabbing him. 
Now, when we're talking to the DA, it's like they're not speaking on how it happened. Um, they're speaking on an invest in, in investigation, but of what? It's an eyewitness. No one else was around. It was four something in the morning. And so I'm asking her about the conditions because Michael actually drugged. He killed my daughter in the bedroom. He drugged her body into their bathroom after the cops started coming in the house and stabbed himself a couple of times. Hmm. That doesn't sound like a crazy person to me. Okay, so 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 you're saying that he took on the night that he, um, according yeah. to essence, on the night that he he killed Robin, he took a lot of pills, and yeah. then he stabbed himself. And after he stabbed Robin, he stabbed Robin uh, over over it was over a hundred times, right? Yeah, but he didn't just stab her; he sliced her body up. I asked the 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 guy that had the body because he told us that she couldn't be um, embalmed because he messed up all the arteries. Well, when I got the pictures, my daughter was like sliced like you would do an animal. How you got um, He gutted her from her face on down. Um, her hand was almost sliced in half. He took half of her, her scalp off. And I mean, when they say stabbed several times, that pisses me off because I seen what he did. And in fact, I sent those pictures to the mayor's office in Houston because I thought she needed to see it. And the DA's, I thought she needed to see it. The only reason why I haven't posted those pictures is because my grandkids stay on YouTube and all that, and I don't want them to see it. But it's horrifying. And that same Mr. Michael Simpson, who I talked to three days before he did this to my daughter, was up here in Philadelphia trying to console us when my son was killed. Mm. And he did the same thing to my daughter. Even more. Yeah. So okay, so your your son your son was killed this year. Um, in April. In April. Now, how did your how did your son? He, you said he was it was a homicide also. Then. Yeah, my my son was murdered. Was, he was murdered. Gunned down. He in was the street of Florida. Yeah, he was gunned down, and the guy seemed to be waiting for him and shot him uh, seven times. The same guy that killed my son also killed the young teacher. young teacher at the Dunkin' Donuts in Montgomery County. And her little 11-year-old boy was in the car. Mm -hmm. And they're not giving them bail. But now in Texas, this guy can get bail after he did what he did in front of my granddaughter. OK, so, so he got bail. How, how much was the bail uh, after he allegedly? All he needed was $34,000, and he could walk. They so he's able to walk with just thirty-four thousand dollars after he stabbed your daughter over a hundred times. It's three hundred thousand for the murder, yeah. then forty thousand 
for aggravated assault for essence. Mm -hmm. So all you need is a 10%. That's $34,000 bond that he needs. His father then goes and hires a lawyer Mm -hmm. out of Texas, the Sparks uh, Mm -hmm. law firm out of Texas. He gets a a power of attorney for his son to be able to go in and Mm -hmm. to, to do whatever he needs to do, to go in and get the money, to do what he needs to do. They have the means to to get him out. 34,000 is probably nothing to them. No. It's nothing to them. I'm just trying to understand how do you go from a $2 million bail when he first got right caught, when they not even caught when they first got him to drop down to a 300 I, that's insanity to me. I didn't think I mean I was that does not if somebody said I I put nearly 100 times but it's over a hundred times he stabbed her and cut cut her heart out of her body, cut her scalp and her brain. And her brain. And, and, cut her damn he head. Stabbed her and, he stabbed her in the head. And they're letting they're letting a man who did this out into the street. They're trying to let him out. Yeah. Huh. Well, do you know I was so pissed off when I heard about him getting bailed that I, I reached out to his parents. And she claimed that she didn't get that first email that I did. So I called her another time and I was telling her, cause we used to talk a lot. And I was telling her, you know, I can't believe that he did this. And so I sent her the pictures because I wanted them to see what their son did to my daughter. I haven't heard any more from them. I'm just learning that his father got him a lawyer. Um, he's still paying his rent. I mean, his mortgage out of a joint account that I can't touch uh, because Texas got other rules. So his dad being Michael Simpson also can walk up to the Wells Fargo and take out what he wants. They won't even tell us what's in the account. Hmm. Now, well, let me ask you this: who, who, What is the name of the judge that uh, that allowed him to have bail after he stabbed your daughter over a hundred times and cut her heart out of her body in front of her daughter? I have to say it like this: I, mean, I hate saying, and I, I hope I'm, I hope I'm not re-traumatizing you by saying it like that, but I have no. to say it because I need everybody Johnson. to understand no, how bad this is. Robert His name is Robert Johnson. Well, Robert Johnson is the name of the judge that I'm just finding out about. I don't know who was the judge at the time when they uh, first- It was him. It was the same yeah, guy? Robert, jo- Robert Johnson is His the name judge. is Robert Johnson. of the criminal yeah. district court in Harris County. That's yeah. the judge. Okay, so Judge Robert Johnson in Harris County. <clears throat> okay, and he decided that he wants to uh, let a man out in the street after he stabbed. Uh, is, this a, is this man a black judge? Yes. judge. You are kidding me. Yes, and that's you why we wanted me. to send him the pictures so he could see what the animal he, did. He doesn't know? Like, he, he can't read? Well, evidently, not e- nobody, even the DA is like, oh, they won't turn over the papers. Like, no one saw the pictures or her body. And if I hadn't asked for those pictures, no one would be talking about it. All they can say is, oh, she was stabbed several times. 
That's it. So what what's the history of this judge Robert Johnson that I mean I, I don't understand. I, I always thought Texas was tough on crime. No. So what who, who not Houston? So Houston is like a island inside of Texas because I honestly thought the same thing, right? Houston is like an island, a democratic island inside of Texas that goes by different rules. Now, if he would have done that two feet out of Houston, we wouldn't even be having this conversation because there's no way he would have ever gotten bail. His bail would have immediately been revoked. But inside of Houston and word on the street is he is the most lenient judge in Houston. Lenient or mean? No, not really? lenient. I heard that that judge was a hard judge. And that, and that come from the lawyers and the defense attorneys. That he is very difficult to go in front of. That's what I heard about this judge. They so if you... So is he, but so he's hard on the lawyers, but not hard on the defendants. Is that what right. the deal is? I, I, I be, did they, did they, did they even explain anything when they? I mean, I, I what, what does a person have to do to not have bail? Like what? I want how bad? He told me the detect the DA marshal said that it has to be a capital punishment uh, situation for a defendant to not get bail. Because I asked her, when I asked her what was the penalty for Mike's murder charge, she said it was five years to, uh, life. to life with parole. And I said, well, what constitute without parole? And she said capital punishment. And I said, this crime doesn't constitute capital punishment? She said no. Mm -hmm. She said she didn't know. She said she said no or she didn't know? She didn't know. Okay, okay. So, so just to kind of uh, catch everybody up who just came in. Um, R Robin Simpson was, uh, according to her eight-year-old daughter, who saw the whole thing, who was right there, who almost got killed herself, was stabbed over a hundred times by her husband Michael, and uh, and Michael didn't just he didn't just kill her. Now that's hurting her, hitting her, harming her would have been bad enough. <coughs> Killing her would be horrible. He didn't just kill her. He stabbed her over a hundred times. And I want y'all, I want y'all to really hear this because I need everybody listening. We need your help. I and I'm gonna tell you how you can help. There's a GoFundMe. I'm gonna give y'all the link to the GoFundMe is in the description of this video. I want everybody to know that. I also want you to give me a yes and check. Commit right now that you're gonna share this black woman's story. Please, please, please. I'm absolutely begging you all to do this. Uh so 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 killing would have been bad, would have been horrible enough, but he didn't just kill her. He killed her in front of her daughter, who is traumatized for life. Uh, and I'm going to talk about that. I want to, I'd love to talk to you about that in a second because I want to know how Essence is doing. So he kills her in front of their daughter and then he cuts, he stabs her over a hundred times. He cuts the heart out of her body. He cuts her head open, chops her so bad that they can't even show her body at the funeral. Okay. And this is a, and then to make it worse <clears throat> and we're going to get, we ain't even talked about the police yet. We haven't even got to that part. I want to just make sure everybody has a chance to really hear this. Then on top of that, the judge, who I, I'm I'm baffled by this, got him Robert Johnson decides that he wants to give bail, uh, and not that much bail. He only his family only has to come up with thirty something thousand dollars to get him out on the street. I don't understand that at all. Um, so I want everybody to give me a yes in the chat, please, if you will share this link and please tell this story. Use the hashtag Robin Simpson 
Also, in the description of this video, there is a link to a GoFundMe account. And if you if you listen on Spotify, just search Robin Simpson on GoFundMe, and you can go find it. Because I I'm ho and also sorry, it's a GoFundMe on on um a Change.org petition that's linked to GoFundMe. Is that right, Michelle? Yes, that is. Okay, yeah, it's a change.org petition. I'll put the link in the description. So uh, give me a yes, please, everybody, uh, if you can please share this story. So let's talk about let's talk about the police. Let's let's go there first. Um, so I'm gonna tell you what really got me going. Uh, and I and again, I, I wanna be, you know, I want I want the I want to hear from uh from the mom from mama and sis sis uh Melina and, and Miss Addie on this. I was really confused. And I'm, I'm confused is a light word. I was actually quite angry to find out that when this happened, the police were in the backyard, that there were police in the backyard as she was being stabbed over a hundred times, having her heart cut out in front of her daughter. Can you please help me understand what the explanation on earth they could have given? And have they, have they told you anything? Like what, what have the police said to explain why there were cops at the house when this all happened? Well, the, when we was talking to the DA, or was it, uh, no, I spoke with uh, a cop named Watson. Was his Detective Watson. Detective Watson. Well, the first officer that pulled up stayed out front waiting for another person to come. Um, it's my understanding that the phone call was made like quarter after four. I don't know when they, what time it was that they got in the house, but they said that they didn't hear anything. So then they decided to walk to the back when they saw my granddaughter and she did not come from upstairs. They said she came from upstairs. She came from the bedroom that was downstairs. And when she came to the door, she opened the door, told the cops, daddy stabbing mommy. This is what I um, got an issue with. If they went in the back of the house, their room has sliding doors. Right. To that. I mean, I question my sister all the time. Why didn't you not Go run ahead. out those doors? Because their room went into their backyard. They was yeah. where their bedroom was at. It was sliding doors to go right to the outside. So if the cops came around and you didn't hear anything, you didn't hear nobody screaming, crying. That's a lie. Because their room was right there. He stabbed her in that room where the door is at. And that's another issue I have. If you went in there, you can look in the window. Right. Did you really go around to the back? Because if you <clears throat> did, you could have seen the damn wide door. They but did. nobody went in there. And then it, is, it has been said there is two phone calls to the police. Right. And they're not releasing not one of them. So, so you're telling me that they're not releasing any of nah. so, so so Robin and I, and I want to I want to make sure everybody understands it. So you're saying so Robin called nine one one. She called the Houston police before this happened because she yeah. basically telling them the obvious. My husband's chasing me with a knife right. and he's gonna kill me. Okay, and no, so they know this. They know this coming to the house that there is a woman in there about to be murdered. They arrive to the house. And none of and the police don't actually go inside the house. What what was the reason? Let me give you a little bit of let me give you a little bit of context first. So Robin called, and there is a police, there is an interview. I can't remember which uh station it is, where the lieutenant is saying 
the wife called mm. saying that the husband had a knife was running around the house having suicidal thoughts. Thoughts, right. The, the call dropped as we were getting here, right? As we were getting here. Now understand, the first cop who got there, it was one cop who got there. He sat in the front. He could not breach. He did not walk around the back. He did not move until the second cop came. When the second cop got there, they both went around the back and saw Essence running. To the front. To the front. My question is, one, how long from the time that Robin called till the first cop got there? That's number one. Number two, how long was it till the second cop got there? Because there's no way that he can sit there, scalp her, take her brain out, take her heart out, mutilate her body the way he did in five minutes. That's impossible. And the fact that they are not releasing these calls after there has been several, several right to know requests from different media outlets, they have yet to release it claiming that they don't release it because of an investigation. When we all know that we hear audio and tape from different type of things all the time before a case even gets started, mm -hmm. which lets me know that they are high. Something is going on. They're hiding something. something. They're trying to figure out. They're trying to figure out what to say, how to say it, how to play it. Right. But they got to release that information. So, so the police are not, being forthcoming, they're not no. sharing the nine one one call. Uh, they're not giving explanations. The the, the math is not adding up. No. basically no. in terms of the amount of time. So so this sounds like a and this what this is what surprised me. I know that y'all reached out to Benjamin Crump and and some other attorneys yeah. about taking this case, and I didn't understand why he wasn't able to take it because this sounds like a, a clear issue where there might have been some significant police incompetence, misconduct, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. uh, is that, am I, am I accurate when I say that? Yeah. Well, can I say something? That same night that, that Michael killed my daughter, on the other side of Houston, their area, another mother was getting killed. So they actually had three murders of women that same night. And I'm not trying to say that they were very busy or, you know, but I think a lot of uh, variables play in this. Um, yes. One, because that neighborhood is up and coming. Yes. So if the police are used to this being a, I don't know if it's a high crime or it's just a poverty looking neighborhood yeah. and they just respond because it's black on black crime or some something on those lines, mm -hmm. because the neighborhood was not the best neighborhood. It might had a few houses on there that was nice. 300, 400, but the majority of that neighborhood was poor. The neighborhood was in the middle of being gentrified. Right. Yeah. So she, you know, um, Rob thought that it was a good idea to invest in the property. No, not Robin, Mike. Did. They thought Mike it was a good idea to invest in the property. It was an up and coming neighborhood. But it wasn't a great neighborhood. Right. And now every day. So the day response, I think, from the response through, from the police to that neighborhood was just how they responded. Yeah. Despite no. what she said on those phone calls. 
Okay. So, so everybody who just came in, we're speaking about the uh, the tragic murder of Robin Simpson. Uh, if you could, everybody, please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. Also, this podcast is on Spotify, so everybody listen on Spotify. I hope you will join us in sharing the story of Robin Simpson. Uh, Robin was um, uh, not just an amazing woman and uh, and wife and mother. Uh, she's a proud leader of Delta Sigma Theta sorority. She was the head social worker at LBJ Hospital, if I'm not mistaken. And also she spoke at the 2019 All Black National Convention. So if you want to know why I pers- I take this personal, it's because I met I know I knew Robin and I met her husband, actually. And um, and uh, so this is a shock to me. Now, if everybody could uh, let me know if you could, please, please, please. We, we really need your help. You all know that when black women, when things like this happen to black women, people don't talk about it. Uh, I think this is every bit as tragic as George Floyd. This is every bit as tragic as Breonna Taylor. This is every bit as tragic as Trayvon Martin. And uh, and so uh, I don't know if CNN's ever going to pay attention to this, but we are. So I hope that you will give me a commitment that you will share Robin's story. Also, the link to the uh, the change.org petition is available in the description of this video. You can also go to change.org and search for Robin Simpson. What the family's asking on the petition, and we're going to talk about that in a second, is uh, is uh, to to deal with this judge, the judge uh, who we're uh, Robert Johnson, uh, who somehow decided that bail made sense after a woman was stabbed over a hundred times and had her heart cut out of her body in front of her daughter. I have no idea what's going on with that. And then number two, they've got to raise money. They they need to raise money. So if you have it in your heart, or if you have any resources that you can spare, uh, especially, and I know during the holidays, I hate bringing this up during the holidays. Uh, because mm-hmm. I know this is this story might bring some of y'all down, but this is when we got to go out here and fight. And uh, and speaking of that, Robin has a daughter, Essence, who's eight years old. Um, I want to know about Essence. I, I did. I did. I believe uh, Michelle in 2019. I, I think we might have met Essence. She was a little baby at the time. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and uh, tell me, let's talk about Essence and let's start from the uh, from b- before this tragedy. What what was Essence like? before and i'll start with uh you melena uh and, and then miss addy and then michelle tell me what essence was like before uh she uh witnessed this horrible crime essence was uh just a happy bubbly funny kid she always was a comedian and just you know just a normal little eight-year-old um that had dreams and, you know just doing eight-year-old things um she played with her you know, her dolls and her her friends and loved to talk to her cousin all the time. She traveled. She just was a happy child. Now she is a empty soul. She's an empty little spirit trying to be happy and trying to trying to understand how to process what her dad did to her. Um, but before this happened, Essence just was a happy, funny, funny child. She still has her funniness to her. However, it's it's tainted moments. a little bit. It's moments. Like if it wasn't for my son, who is eight years old, also giving her that that space to be a kid and to be happy during the daytime, um, she'd probably be worse than what she is now but because she has her cousin to occupy her time and distract her mind during the day she's really good like she's almost the old essence but at nighttime it's a different essence it is a terrified essence it is a scary essence it is 
somebody that has anxiety and post-traumatic stress essence. I can't sleep essence. I can go on and on. It's not the same essence at night. So she's afraid of her father. Would you say that? Yes, she's very afraid. She is petrified of him getting out. She asks me every day, do you think my Grammy, which is her, is Mike's parents, going to get him out? And I tell her, no. She said, oh, well, they told me they're not going to get him out, so don't worry about it. But if they do get him out, I really want him to stay in jail. What if he come here? I said, I said he will never come here. And then she said, well, maybe um, I can get all my cousins and my uncles and aunts and we can jump on him if he um, get out. No, she's really scared I know. that he may get out. But one thing I will say, Essence is she she hates him to death and she wants to testify. She wants what? to look him in his face. She wants him to suffer. And she would tell you that herself. That mm. part, I'm so proud of her because she she has a grit and a strength that of her we, mother's. No, Robin wasn't that. Strong. Yes, she was. No, she, she wasn't. Was. Robin ain't had that grit. She did. When this it was little necessary. girl has some grit. That is. I will, I will say that uh, to piggyback off Melina, um, she is a strong little girl, man. Um, and and she just talks about it, right? Yeah, all the time. No filter. With no filter, she will tell everyone because she doesn't just say it to say it. She almost says it to warn you. Right. Right. My dad is a killer. Mm. That's what she says, clear and point blank. He is a killer. When it first happened, I remember her telling Melena, like, you got to tell everyone to ban my dad. She keep having dreams. Yes. The last, like, three or four days, she's been having dreams. And she had one yes today and yesterday. And she said that I keep dreaming that my dad is getting out of jail. Now she doesn't know that he has a lawyer. He does. She doesn't. I'm only whispering because they're upstairs, but she doesn't know that he has a private attorney. But she is fearful that he's getting out, and she keep having these dreams that he is getting out. Well, she told me. She said, "Grandma, I should have got the cleaning product that's in the bathroom." and sprayed his eyes she said this was before she was running towards the door and i said no you did the right thing because she was going for help let but see. let me say this when he first started stabbing my daughter she was dead because you can't stab a person in the head several times without killing them so his attempt at the end to stab himself a couple of times, he wasn't trying to commit suicide. And I'm so thankful, I'm so thankful that my daughter, my granddaughter was there because I can't imagine what else he would have did or how he would have played it out if she had not been there. So Essence is gonna write a letter to the judge. And so am I. I am gonna write one. So I talked to his his son, who he don't take care of, is gonna write a letter. Um, so hopefully all these letters will help this judge change his mind and revoke this bill. Because for the sake of essence, the she's just she's 
I mean, with therapy, she's still receiving therapy, but it's it's yeah. only gonna be an ongoing oh, thing. Okay. But it is just um, traumatic for her. Don't at night. It's really bad at night. But during the daytime, she's talking about yes. it. She she expressing it, and which is good for her. But in yeah. a sense, I think it, she shouldn't just tell everybody. But, but she wants to get it. She off get her it chest. off her chest, and she just talk about it. But see, what I don't understand also is if the family, us, we know what he did. Now, there's no, nobody that we spoke with said anything about the damage done to her body. Like I said in the beginning, it's always stabbed several times. That That's the problem I have with the judge I wanted everybody to see this because to me, stabbing several times, like I told the, the DA, is under 10. What he had? What he had? He had three. He stabbed himself three times. And that's after he drugged my daughter's body in the bathroom. Okay. After mm -hmm. he drugged. So if he start trying to act like, Oh, I don't understand. I was out of my mind. No, he wasn't. He wasn't out of his mind because I spoke to a neighbor when we was at the house. And he said, oh, sorry about your loss. I was just talking to him last night about the game. Hmm. Mm. And guess wow. what? All those bottles of drugs were still sitting on the dresser. Open. So, oh, but nobody, nobody, I'm not off topic. I want you to know this is a part of what Essence is thinking. That's why she keep talking about it. But listen, at the end of the day, I feel like Mike premeditated this. Yes. He thought long and hard about this for maybe six weeks, two months, maybe six weeks, not even. He was trying to get himself 302'd. He couldn't. Twice, but he couldn't because he didn't meet the criteria for the crazy, but he was trying to get Robin to 302 him. Mm. He had gone to several psychiatrists, yes. as he said, got all these medications, <laughs> right? Because he was plotting a defense. He was plotting a defense. By we the also time gotta get, we gotta find out about Tim, which is Mike's friend girlfriend who prescribed him scripts. She's a psychologist and she was giving Mike scripts. That's where he first got it from. Yeah. Mm. And wow. he only started going to see somebody in October. Yeah. But he was fired from his job in June, April. So when I read on, on YouTube where he killed his wife because he lost his job, that's a lie. That's a lie right there. Because this man's friends also feel like we do. Wow. It was planned. It was planned because he wanted her to sell the house. He didn't want her to have no birthday party. Half her family was coming down there. Her birthday would have been on the 20th. We all had flight tickets. And what he did? So the... Okay, so let me ask you this. Uh, and by the way, everybody, I want you to know I put the link to uh to the uh change.org petition 
Uh, if everybody could please give me a yes and let me know you're going to hit that link and sign the petition. Yeah. This is very important. We really need your help. So everybody give me a yes in the chat if you can go sign the petition. Uh, there's also an opportunity to make a donation. There's, there's going to be legal fees and things like that. It's kind of um, and, I, and I personally think it's just crazy to have to go through something like this and then have to go through the the financial tragedy of having to hire a lawyer when you didn't do anything wrong. Exactly. Uh, you know, you've already had you know an unbelievable loss. Uh, and so everybody, please, please, please sign it. Also, uh, make sure you share this. Get, also, let me know you, you can share this. Everybody in here has probably got a Facebook page, Instagram page, YouTube channel, uh, maybe other YouTube uh, influencers out here. I got Willie D out of Houston. Willie D from the Ghetto Boys is a very good friend of mine. He was in my wedding. Willie, Willie uh, already shared the Robin story on his page. I'm going to ask him to actually share it again. And, uh, and, and I'm going to reach out to some other friends I have in Houston as well. Because I don't know about y'all in the chat, but I personally think, like, if there's ever a time to be active, what what better time is there for you to be active for your community than now? I mean, Robin is a person who wasn't just a mother and a wife. Um, she was a, she was really committed to the black community. She was a very yes. good person. You know, she did not deserve any of this. Nobody deserves this, but but yeah. she certainly didn't. You know, and and the thing is. That it's uh it's almost to me and uh and Michelle I want to ask you on this in terms of dealing with the police it seems to me that and I'm gonna lay out that sequence of how I see it at this point and and I know Michelle I know you do a lot of activism work you've helped to protect women you lost your mother when you were Essence's age which uh right there is is it's it, it's a, it's a generational problem a curse mm -hmm. that should not be allowed to exist so what I'm seeing here is this through no fault of her own uh. Robin Simpson was stabbed over a hundred times by her husband uh, who also cut her heart out of her body, stabbed her in the head and the face many, many times and did all this in front of his daughter essence, who, uh, who also felt that she was also going to be killed by her daddy. Uh, number two, the police were in the backyard the entire time. Uh, they will not release the nine one one call. They have not been cooperative in terms of sharing what they did where I believe they might be liable on some level for what happened here. Number three, the family was assaulted again when the judge, uh, the judge Robert Johnson decided for some inexplicable reason that, that Michael uh, deserved a bail that Robin's killer deserves some sort of bail for what he did, which is uh, absolutely crazy to me. Uh, also uh, uh, since that time, essence, the, their eight year old daughter, is uh having nightmares she's scared to death she thinks her daddy's going to come and kill her and she's going to be carrying the weight of watching her mother get murdered for the rest of her life and i want to lay it out for everybody so everybody can just hear it like this is what it is and i need y'all to really tap in and understand like i know people hear stories on the internet and you just say oh whatever and you move on to the next one you can't do this on this you can't you know robin is everybody's sister everybody's mother everybody's daughter i mean this this is you know she's as 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 b1 and pro-black and everything else as you can be so i really hope everybody will understand me when i am literally begging you whatever you can do please do something for the little girl for the family i see that uh michael's um one of michael's uh the godmother of one of michael's kids is in here saying that uh that he wants to write a letter so uh so i'm going to go back to you michelle where do things stand now and what can people do to step in and and really go and I, I want to fight as hard as we possibly can to be able to get justice for, for Robin and her family. Where, where do we start? So I think the first thing is, um, it's funny, I'm, I'm reading, not funny, but I'm reading the chat on my other phone. Um, a lot of people are asking, you know, have we lawyered up? We are absolutely trying to lawyer up. 
inside of the petition at the bottom, there is a link to a GoFundMe, it's Justice for Robin. That GoFundMe is in place to retain attorneys in order to begin our fight that we have to do. Right. That's number one. Number two is to please sign the petition. Also within that petition, I put Judge Robert Johnson's address, his phone number. Call him, send him letters, flood his line. Every single day, everybody that you know, flood his line. Mm -hmm. Number three, he is up for re-election in 2024. Mm -hmm. Houston, you already know what you have to do. There's no way you can have someone in office that is letting monsters out. There's yeah. just no way. There he is. Okay. Please, please, please. Any donation, ten dollars. I know it's the holiday, but every little bit helps. Every little bit helps. And there is multiple attorneys that we have to hire. It's just not one. It's three. If you want to know specifics, we need a probate attorney. We need a criminal attorney, and we need a custody attorney. So we are right. If if something happens and Mike is going to come out or whatever the case is, he still has his so-called rights. Right. He can try and come for essence. We right. have to protect essence with everything in everything. us. Everything. Let me just say this. If he comes to Philadelphia, no, I'm not threatening, but I tell you what, he's going to have a really hard time getting back out mm -hmm. because my whole entire family, her family, our justice is to see him in the same place where he put my daughter, dead. That's mm -hmm. how I feel. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to say it, but that's how I feel because he took her from me, not just her, his daughter, but me and my his sister, her sisters, her family. It's a large family. Her friends. Her college friends, everybody's hurting. And he gets a chance to get bail. He gets a chance for rights. I asked that lady, what rights do he have? What rights? There's nothing to investigate. It wasn't no, nobody there but her and him and my daughter. So what are they investigating? They won't release anything. They're not saying anything. And if it was not for me asking about pictures, I guess nobody would know how she looked. Does that make sense? Mm. So you had to ask for the pictures, uh, yes, Anna. I you did. had to. So they were not going to just tell you. They weren't going to share them with you. You had to actually go and demand that they show you what he did to your daughter. No, is that I, accurate? I asked the guy that was Miss. The guy that had the body, the first guy, he said that after he counted 30 stab wounds, he he just couldn't do it anymore. And in my mind, I was thinking that he, did he stab her in the eyes? And I wanted to see, and that's what kicked it off. And so the pictures were sent to our funeral director. And that's how I got the pictures. But I didn't know it was going to be like that, that bad when I saw the pictures. But I wanted 
them to see the pictures. So I sent the letter to the judge and I added the pictures because I wanted him to see it. This is not an ordinary stab and done. He destroyed her whole body. Like hmm. she was a piece of meat. You wouldn't even, he had two dogs. He wouldn't even kill his dogs like that. Yes, I'm very angry. And I know right now that it's a lot of people out there that is probably looking at this and saying, why is mom enraged? I stayed back a lot because I knew my feelings was going to come to the front. But I wanted, since they're listening, yes, the cops need to give those pictures to the DA so that she can see them because they're not giving up nothing. Not yet. Why? Everybody is withholding information. The detectives is holding with the information. The DA, you gotta pull information out um, of her. Um, but we can't get information unless we do our own investigation. We will half of the information that we know we wouldn't have if we didn't do it. Right. Hmm. And then they acted like surprised when I was talking with the DA. She's like, oh well. Um, right now, I can't because they didn't turn over. We can't get anything. I knew more about the incident than she did. And she's the one that's what? And I'm telling her I the think, story. I mean, we know she's a, no. she's not seasoned. She shouldn't even be on this case. This is a high profile and she need, we need a, an experienced DA to be dealing with this case. But what we have is not experience. No. If if a DA here in Philly would not have told me, oh, if you think of new charges during the trial, yeah, we yeah. can come up with charges. That makes no, mm -hmm. I have a degree in criminal justice. That makes no sense to me. None mm -hmm. at all. I never heard no craziness like that in my life. But mm -hmm. this is what's coming out of the DA that's on this case. So mm -hmm. we have to, it is imperative that we get a, 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 an attorney to represent our family so we can know what's going on down there in Houston. Because Without it, we are, we're going to be, be a long haul, it's going to be an uneven, unbalanced uh, um, system for us. Mm. I feel like there is no system, right? I feel like where is the justice? I feel like every time I turn around and I get any type of new information or the lack of information, I feel like Robin is being murdered over, over and over and over again. Mm. Right? Mm. So to have the understanding, it's it's quite a few things. It's the fact that the cops were sitting out in front of the house while she was being murdered, right? Mm. It's the fact that this judge go, goes ahead and drops this bail so low. Very low. Able to get out, right? This is our oldest sister, Tisha. Hey, Tisha. There, there is just, and I mean, does this, mm -hmm. this judge, nobody's yeah, you know, it, it's um during this time, not the right. judge. And, and, speaking, not the and speaking of essence, well, you know, speaking of essence, Michelle, you, um, I know that that you and Robin uh, go way back, and Robin wrote a really heartfelt. I saw a really heartfelt letter that Robin wrote uh, to your daughter, your oldest, mm -hmm. and it seemed to me that the two of you were kind of raising your girls together, and 
you know, sort of sharing this this experience as mothers after being friends since the first grade. And you mentioned that Robin was a person that was really there for you when your mother was killed. You you had that horrible experience of seeing your mother get killed. And Robin was one of the first friends you had that helped you kind of through that process. Uh, yeah. What's that been like for you in terms of just really literally sharing this whole life with a person? You know, um, when I when I had Gianna, or when I got pregnant, when we found out we were pregnant with Gianna, my husband and I, the first thought was the godparent because I still had PTSD from losing my mom. So the first thought I had was, I need to make sure I have somebody in place in case something happens to me that can help Anthony take care of Gianna. And Robin was the first person that I, there was nobody else that I thought of, it was just Rob. So I told Robin, I didn't even ask her. I said, you're Gigi's God mom. This is what we're gonna do. And um, she was so excited, so just proud to be Gianna's God mom. We were in lockstep since Gianna was born. Um, she got to experience everything with Gigi. I already knew that Rob was gonna be a girl mom. Rob is the girliest thing ever. <laughs> I knew she was gonna be a girl mom. She had experienced all these different things with Gianna. Gianna literally is now a freshman at Thomas Jefferson University in fashion. And that's something that she cultivated with Robin since she was little. Robin bought her her first sewing machine. Robin did so many things with her. Robin got to experience prom, experience graduation, experience dates, experience Gigi getting dressed to go to concerts, finding outfits, just these little things that you kind of do together. So she, Robin got all of these experiences that she won't be here to have with Essence, right? Mm -hmm. so I'm really just proud that they had that time, that they had that connection while Rob was here. Right, because now that she's no longer here in physical form, she won't get to have these experience with her own baby, with her own daughter. And, and that is so hurtful to me, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful that somehow our lives were intertwined, that God made that possible for her. And now it's my turn to tap in. These are the things that I now do with Essence. But you know what's crazy is that Rob, me and Robin would talk because Robin had Essence at 41. By the time yeah. Essence was going to go to prom and graduate high school, me and Rob were going to be 60. Gigi <laughs> 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 is going to be 28. She'll be 28. And so me and Rob always thought, you know what? Now we get to hand her over to Gigi to do all that other furry girl yeah. stuff, right? And I'm just, I'm just so hurt that my kid's godmom was taken away from them in such a senseless way. Essence's mommy, Addie, Malena, Tisha, all the other sisters. Robin has such a huge family. A huge, when I say huge, huge <laughs> family. Yes. Huge family. So now that Rob is no longer here, I have there, I feel this emptiness because sometimes there's things that Gianna is going to go through. I no longer have Robin to talk to about. Mm -hmm. I can be hot-headed. Robin was more level-headed. 
<laughs> so it was just kind of like, I would get angry. I would call Rob and say, listen, this is what's happening. And she would say, all right, her so she would put her social worker hat on, <laughs> her mother hat on, and say, Meech, this is what you have to do for, yeah. for Gianna. Think of it like this. Don't think of it like that, right? So, mm. you know, I'm just going to miss her forever. Like, you know, she's irreplaceable for everyone, not just for me. You mm. know, Rob is irreplaceable and I'm I'm just going to miss her. And I just hope that I can make her proud. Well, you're definitely making her proud. And I know that she's very lucky to have people fighting for her. And I know that everybody that's listening and I want everybody to see this. This is the petition. It's on change.org. Uh, the link is in the description. So everybody in here, I'd like for you to ask. Uh, I'd like to ask you to do something. First of all, uh, let's bring Robin into the room. I want you to type Robin Simpson in the chat. I need everybody to know her name, uh, and and I'm and I'm also connected because my mama's name is Robin, actually. And uh, so that that's 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 just you know God talking to me, telling me about where I need to be involved in this. And uh, and if you could go to change.org, uh, the petition explains everything. It gives all the details about the horrible way that Robin was killed. Uh, the, the challenges the families have and the fact that the police were there in the backyard, the police yeah. have not released the 911 tape. There's a whole lot of work that needs to be done here and also a whole lot of support that this baby needs because she is just starting her life. And so uh, everybody in here that um, has it in their heart, I'm asking you, I'm absolutely begging you, please, please, please sign the petition if you have something you can give to the family uh, to help pay for the attorneys, things like that. Please, please, please do that. And this is not the end. I'm going to follow up. I, I got a few friends in Houston. I'm going to reach out to my friends because we're not going, we're not going to let this, you know, uh, Rob Robin's body might have passed on, but we're not going to let this situation die at all. This is going to be here. We, we're going to be on this. And I want to say thank you very much. Um, uh, Malena and Miss Addie for sharing your story. And I see somebody behind you now. Who, who's that behind you? This is my oldest daughter, Tisha Robbins, oldest sister. How you doing? Hi, Tisha. How are you? I'm good. Uh, yeah, we're very well, welcome, and I'm very sorry for your loss. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, if everybody could, uh, now someone mentioned uh, why not contact attorney Ben Crump. Y'all know y'all know me. That that's that was the first question I asked. Um, I don't, I, I, again, this is not me attacking Ben Crump at all. Uh, I know people that know him, and, and I know he's a busy man. But, uh, you know, to me, it, it seems that Attorney Crump has been involved in other cases where the police, uh, where the, what, what appears, to, what could be police uh, misconduct has led to the deaths of black people. And I know this is not as high profile as a George Floyd type case. This is not, you know, something that might get the attention of the Al Sharpton's of the world. However, I believe that it should. And I hope that anybody who knows these individuals can reach out to them, any attorneys, anybody that can help. Please, please, please. Uh, the link to the change.org petition is in the description. Uh, also, uh, there's a, a GoFundMe link in there as well. Is there anything else that anyone should know in terms of how they can help? I just dropped the GoFundMe in the chat. Oh, the GoFundMe is in the chat. Okay. Yeah, I just dropped it into the chat right now. So, um, you guys, please, Duel, I see Duel is in the chat. Duel, if you could please take that GoFundMe and keep reposting it, that would be great. And um, and do me a favor and send it over to uh, to Boyce. That would also be good. So, if, if Duel could go ahead and just kind of repost that a couple more times, that would be great. So, it's the GoFundMe is is one because, you guys, we, we absolutely need help with you know with these lawyers number two is to please sign that petition we have we must get this we bail revoked. we must 
So yeah. those are the two things. And and three. That's the most important besides the lawyers. We have yeah. to get that bill revoked. And, and the third to Melina's point is inside of the change.org petition is the address and the phone number for Judge Robert Johnson of the criminal court. I believe he is um, he is in room 117. But all 177. of that, 177. He's in room 177. All of his information is inside of the change.org. I mean, we are just we are just begging you guys to please spread yeah. the word, whatever you can give, give, but let's make this a national story. It really needs to be an international story because the reality is that if Robin was white, we this right. would be a different story. It will be there. Right. This would be different. That's so yeah. guys, yeah. internationally, because voice, I know that you have an international audience. Internationally, we ask that you guys share this story uh, uh, donate whatever you can and flood, flood Ro Judge Robert Johnson's phone and send him any letters that you can. If I can, I tried to find his email. If I can find his email, we'll be back on and you guys will get that email for sure. Um, so that is kind of where we live right now. Okay. All right. So uh, everybody, we, we all have our marching orders. We all understand the assignment. <laughs> and on, on behalf of, um, on behalf of Little Essence, let's all let's all go fight for Essence. Everybody type the yeah. word Essence in the chat. Uh, we are fighting for this little girl. This is not a generational curse. I mean, we and I mentioned to you all earlier the sadness of the story. Michelle, who's here, she saw her own mother get killed in a domestic violence situation. Uh, she meets Robin. Robin becomes her first friend. Uh, 45 years later, Robin is killed in a domestic violence situation. Well, that's not going to be Essence's story because she's going to be protected. We're, yeah, we're yeah, not. So this yeah. is where the generational curse stops and it's going to stop with us. Um, and Michelle, you know what's you. crazy, boys, is that I didn't even think of it until maybe a couple weeks ago. Because when I have got that call from Melina, like my world stopped. But my mother was killed November 1st, 1980. Oh. November 1st, 1980. And so... Mm. Hmm. Robin met my mother's demise, but even worse, yes. 43 years later, to the date. Hmm. Oof. Oh my goodness. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. I'm, I'm speechless. I, I'm, I have nothing to say. I mean, I, that's, whoa. Okay. So we all got a lot to think about and uh, I hope everybody who's listening, I hope you will help us in this. Um, I'm y'all, 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 they come to the platform. You know, I don't, usually ask you um, and push the issue like this uh, in this particular case, if you ever, if we've ever done anything for you, if we have ever done anything to help you in your life on any level, I am absolutely begging you to, uh, to help us to um, bring attention to the story. Cause, cause mm -hmm. this, 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 this is when, this is, this is when we show what we're made of. So everybody in the chat, please, 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 um, whatever you can do, uh, we'd appreciate that. And I'm going to keep sharing those links to the petition, to the GoFundMe. You'll have the information on the judge, and we're going to follow mm -hmm. up with everybody. We're going to keep you posted on the story as the developments occur. So I want to say thank you, uh, Miss Melena, Miss Addie, and mm -hmm. I'm sorry, what your, your, your oldest daughter? Tisha. Tisha. Tisha Miss Tisha. And also um, Michelle Michelle Martin out of the Urban Youth Racing School. I want to say thank you, everybody, and God bless you, and uh, and we will see you all soon. Have a good evening. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.